Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. We will start today talking about the situation facing GPs. The pressure never stops. It doesn't matter what season it is. That's what doctors working at GP practices are telling us here at BBC Radio Sun. And the government says it's investing £1.5 billion in creating 50 million general practice appointments by 2024. But on the front line, one pool doctor tells us the system is broken and needs total reform. Our reporter Emily Hudson spent the day with her. Hi, Carrie. I'm Dr. Naylor. Come on in. Come and have a seat. It's pretty busy all the time in general practice, and we're consistently working above the recommended number of patient contacts because that's the only way to get through the work. Dr. Lisa Naylor has been a GP in pool for nearly 20 years, but the last few have been something else. Winter pressures just don't exist anymore. What used to happen was things used to get a bit better in the summer, so you'd get a bit of a respite and everybody would take a little bit of a breath. Actually, pressures have been consistently high in primary care since the pandemic started and we have been working above our usual work levels for that long, so we're all tired. On the day I spent with her, she had booked clinic in the morning, 20 face-to-face patients, all for 15 minutes. So my first patient of the day uh, unfortunately hasn't turned up, so I'm going to give her a ring because she's a patient I know really well. She's quite vulnerable. But obviously, you know, this is an appointment that was booked three weeks ago and we are drowning under not being able to keep up with our routine appointments. So patients not turning up has a significant impact for us. It's not that I sit here twiddling my thumbs. I've got huge amounts of paperwork to do, so a lot of the unseen work that we do in general practice is the thing that keeps us here till eight half eight, nine o'clock at night. Well, we have letters from all our hospital appointments uh, that we have to look at and make sure there's nothing else we need to do with, for the patient. I've got about 100 letters sat in my box at the moment for me to have a look at. Uh, process requests for sick notes, process requests for repeat prescriptions. And I go in and look at the patient's notes. I will check that they've had the blood tests that they should have had to be able to continue to keep their medication going because it's not just a simple click you can have that drug i think it's because he caught a bit of the inside of the bone on the last time and it was like oh uh, yeah yeah it's not a fun no, experience no, that would hurt. i do yeah. normally run late because say. patients are increasingly complex now and i you don't have time to deal with everything one of my patients this morning was a typical patient that we're seeing at the moment who has been referred to the hospital in march last year but has not yet been seen and is coming back to us with the same problem i can't sort her out what she needed is a hospital appointment but I can't do that but we are I'm trying to keep her as well as I possibly can Um, but that's increasing our workload in primary care Hi, it's Dr Naylor here from Shaw Medical. Thank you for calling. That's all right. How are you doing? In the afternoon, Dr Lisa became duty doctor, dealing with all the emergencies who'd contacted the surgery via an online consultation or phone call in the last 24 hours. Yeah, I mean, I think we possibly ought to have a look at you and have a listen to your chest, actually, because you're quite short of breath talking to you on the phone. So this man with asthma gets invited in, but some are asked to send photos or more information online. That actually saves patients' time coming up to see us. So a lot of our younger patient population really like that because they get treated and sorted really quickly without having to come into the practice. Good girl, Hannah, well done. Any rashes anywhere? Some patients have to be seen. Okay. 
we are here to serve our community and to look after the general health of our population. And I don't think any of us want to say, you're wasting my time ever to a patient, because that really destroys your relationship with the patient. However, the service is under massive pressure at the moment, and there are minor illnesses and ailments that you could use self-care at home or visit your pharmacy about. Sticker. That being said, we're all aware that sometimes there's something hidden and so they'll come with an earache or a cough and a cold, but actually they've got a significant mental health problem or actually they're really worried that they've got cancer because someone in their family has been diagnosed and they've got similar symptoms. And so it's very difficult to have hard and fast rules. Lisa finishes at 7.45 that evening. She admits many GPs are finding the job more stressful than ever. In the last 12 years, we've seen a reduction in NHS funding and that is reflected in how the NHS is, is behaving at the moment. What we need to do is fund our healthcare service properly and we need to fund our social care services properly as well because at the moment the system is broken. Dr Lisa Naylor talking to our reporter Emily Hudson there exclusively getting access to her day at work at the Parkstone Tower Practice which is in Parkstone in Poole. We can talk about this with Dr Andrew Purbrick who's Joint Executive, sorry, Joint Chief Executive of Wessex Local Medical Committees. Andrew speaks on behalf of Dorset GPs. Morning Andrew. Morning Steve. Um, what do you have to say about what Lisa has been telling us? Well, sadly, it's a picture that I, I can empathise with on a, on a daily basis. I was in surgery yesterday uh, and experiencing all of the issues that she highlights there, really. It just feels that simply we don't have enough doctors to meet patients. Uh, and I'm as frustrated as your uh, listeners who are, who are my patients. It mm. just feels like the job is becoming unmanageable. Uh, I mean, I, I know that there's not one single cause for that, but as far as you see it, what are the causes? Is this uh, pandemic backlog, uh, health and social care not working together as closely as they could, something else? I think it's a combination of things, but it's certainly not just the pandemic. We were papering over the cracks of a workload and workforce crisis way before the pandemic. And it feels now that the cracks are, are too big to paper over and we don't have enough paper for it. Certainly the backlog in hospitals uh, and social care pressures are having a direct impact on us in primary care. But I think um, uh, the long and short of it is from a GP point of view, we simply don't have enough uh, doctors to meet patient need. In, in January 2023, we had 88 GPs leave the N NHS. We've got 2,078 fewer fully qualified GPs compared to 2015, and yet your average GP is looking after 18% more patients than they were in 2015. Mm. I mean, a lot of the workload is being spread around these days in creative ways, isn't it, Andrew? You know, you talk about, uh, I heard Lisa talking about the uh, virtual appointments, phone calls, Zoom appointments, um, a, a lot more practice nurses doing jobs that in the past GPs would have done. Um, you know, I, I sometimes wonder if, if you can compare like with like when it comes to, to GP numbers from, from years ago. Uh, well, I think we are looking at innovative ways to fill the gaps, really. And you're right, we have a wider multidisciplinary team with that now in general practice. Uh, and actually, your listeners, when they phone the practice, will often be offered an appointment with a number of, another member of the team instead of their GP. And that's often because actually that's, that team member is more appropriate to deal with with the problem so we have 
musculoskeletal practitioners, physiotherapists, pharmacists, advanced nurse practitioners. We have our respiratory nurses, diabetes nurses, mental health practitioners. So we do have a wider team to help help deliver. But ultimately, it's the GP that takes responsibility for for the patients, and we're often the the, um, the one where the buck stops, and you know, we're supervising these team members. Mm. Um, all right. Well, look, Andrew, I'll, I'll leave it there for now. Really good to talk to you this morning. Andrew Purbrick there, doctor. He is a chief executive, joint chief executive of Wessex Local Medical Committees. Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice.